Hello, this is the Angel on Earth podcast, and I am Aoe. Today, I have an episode for you guys about headache and migraine relief, and it's about some different ways and techniques you can work on this on your own to help relieve it yourself. Um, Some things you can do with a partner if you have someone around who can help you, but I like to focus on different ways you can address migraines and headaches, just independent of anyone else in case you're by yourself and you just want to deal with it (laughs) rather than experience it. So there are a number of different topics I will talk to you about. And before I get into any of it, I would like to first state, I am not your doctor. I am not a medical doctor. I am someone who is sharing information with you that is something you could potentially try on your own if you so choose, but I am not replacing any medical guidance or advice that you might be receiving from your own physicians. Any medical decisions you make are always your own and you should be a part of that process and choose what feels right and appropriate in different circumstances. But the main point at the moment is that I am not trying to give you medical advice or to change what you do with your treatment for anything. And with that, let's get into the fun stuff. I have a lot of different topics I want to talk to you about, so I'm going to break this up into several episodes because I don't want to overwhelm everyone, especially if you're experiencing a migraine or a headache, because you just want to get information quickly if you're trying to resolve it in the moment. I will try to get this across in as concise a way as I can, but like I said, there's a lot to talk about. So when I talk about migraines and headaches, I'm talking from a lot of experience myself. And just as a quick note, I do uh, I do intuitive advising for headaches and migraines. I'm just letting you know ahead of time you can look into that by DMing me on Instagram. It's AOE underscore Angel on Earth. And you can find that in the notes for this episode as well. But if you would like to schedule a session, you can find me there on Instagram and just send me a message letting me know and we can go from there. But... While you're handling things on your own, I'll go into some of the tips and and techniques you can use to alleviate anything you might be dealing with. Before I actually jump into the specific examples of what to do, I just wanted to give you a little background on myself because I want to help you understand why I know all of this and what I have experienced And how I do understand how many of you are feeling. I did this topic right now because I feel like there's been a lot of people who've been complaining about headaches and migraines and just a lot of discomfort in the head lately with everything that's just going on universally speaking and with whatever else might be going on in your life. So this seemed like the right time to start this series at least. I... So I've experienced migraines and headaches in the past for a number of years. And I, so I have personal experience on this. I also have a science background. I have a PhD. I've done 10 plus years of biomedical research 
And so I have a very strong science background. I'm developing my spiritual background. I have a, an amazingly large history of headaches and migraines. So I have a ton of experience with that as well as helping others alleviate their own, uh, either by physically manipulating things and doing adjustments and uh, working with a person one-on-one in person, although now with, with COVID that might not be an option. So I can absolutely do a lot of the work through, uh, different video chat, things like zoom or some other means, but, and help you at least see what I'm talking about. Cause some of the things I'm talking about are certain pressure points or certain areas that are easier to show you that rather than talk through a podcast episode with you with, <laughs> Uh, and so my history started, oh wow, I probably should have added this up. I, I don't even know how many years, it's definitely been more than 10 years of having experienced headaches, uh, but it started with, I, you know, when I was younger, I didn't so much have the standard headache that you, that you are familiar with as an adult. I experienced them probably starting in college days and I had everything from the regular basic headache where you're just kind of uncomfortable and it just, it hurts. You can still talk and do work and do what you need to do, but it's just like, you're like, oh, this sucks. I have a headache. I also used to get headaches and then it turned to migraines daily And I was experiencing sometimes several migraine headaches a day. These were ones where I felt tons of pressure in my head. I was at times getting some of the visual, um, I don't know what you would want to call them. I think people tend to call them like little halo, little circular fuzzies and some amount of that oral, uh, uh, color light type flickering things. Uh, during some of the migraines or before some of the migraines, but not always, I had the kind of headache where I, I, it would get so extreme. I mean, the migraine really, it could get so extreme that I, I couldn't necessarily drive. I would be so incapacitated by the migraine that like I had to pull over. I couldn't see straight. I would be on the floor. I would, I used to, I had several jobs and things through college and everything. And so sometimes I would get, by the time I'd get home at the end of the day, I couldn't even do my homework or assignments or whatever. I would be like on the floor experiencing extreme pain, sensitivity to light, sound, smells, everything. I was miserable and it sucked because I have a lot of energy normally and my like my desire is to not experience extreme pain and feel nauseous and nauseated, which is another big issue for me. And sometimes I would, I would be experiencing a migraine and getting this dizziness and feeling kind of like if you, if you haven't experienced migraines or headaches, I'm happy for you, but it's kind of like if you could imagine getting car sick, but you're not moving. So you're nauseous and dizzy all like you've been driving on this windy road. And so the person who's driving is crazy. But the, the sad thing is you like may not have even left your house. (laughs) 
Um, I have had the type of headache where it's just like a very sharp pain in my head and it's in like certain areas or one area. I've had the kind of pain that feels like it's wrapping around your entire head and like squeezing your brain and you just feel like this intense, extreme pain. Uh, it's just a different kind of pain than some other headaches. I have also experienced the type of headache you get with, uh, it's a, it's like a throbbing headache. There's different kinds of throbbing headaches. You, there's ones where you might feel just, I guess, whatever the standard throbbing thought you feel when you think of throbbing headaches, that kind, like, it'll just kind of be like a pulsating headache that doesn't go away. And then there's another one that's more of a rhythmic throbbing headache. So it's not necessarily, it's, it's, it's almost like linked to your heartbeat, which sounds very weird. But if you pay very close attention during those headaches, you will see that it, it like the throbbing in your head basically is matching your heartbeat. And let's see, what other kinds of headaches have I experienced? Mm, I've had the migraines where I get the dizziness and everything without the visual sensitivity. Each person's different, obviously. So, you know, I don't know what each of you might be feeling at this given second. But I imagine over the course of my large history of various kinds of headaches, I have likely experienced the one that you are experiencing. And I am happy to work with you on how to to alleviate that either with me or just maybe if I can convey some of this information through the podcast episodes, hopefully it will help some of you. And so I was going through my history. So I started with headaches. It would be during classes. Sometimes it would just be at the end of the day after I finished working, it would start in the afternoon. And then by the evening, just, I would be out and that was, there wasn't much of like another option. It just, like took me out. I couldn't even like work on anything or do something fun or just relax and watch TV. I just had to be sad and silent and in pain on the floor of my bedroom and just, it sucked a lot. It really sucked. And I, I, I I don't like that other people have to experience this too. So I really do want to help others so they can get through this. I didn't always know what to do. I, when they first started happening, I just had to kind of suffer through it And over time, because I just had this extreme desire to fight against it all, I would come up with ways or I was helped to find different ways to address the headaches. Uh, Midway through college, they got so bad that uh, at a certain point, well, it wasn't just the headaches. There was a weird situation where I wasn't able to control my hand muscles and part of my forearm. It, I could do some amount with it, but I was like getting either extreme cramping where I, that it was like completely uncontrollable. I was getting loss of sensation. I was getting inability to control at all, like just not be able to lift the strength of the muscles in my, in my forearm and my hand were just not there. So I could barely hold a pencil to write and do things that I needed to do for assignments. It was a pretty traumatizing time for me because it was really scary. I'm sorry if any of this has happened to one of you. I understand it's, it's, it's frightening because you don't know what's going on. You just know that you're scared and something isn't right. (laughs) 
And I had absolutely no like real spiritual connection at that point or even attempts to process information at that level. I was running on basic biology and physiology and trying to find the answer through doctors. I'd seen so many doctors, it was not even funny. (laughs) I had seen, so, I mean, sorry, to finish that last thought, So what happened there was I was losing control of my forearm and my hand for a little while, and I was getting these extreme headaches that were really erratic and just incapacitating. I went to see a neurologist, and at the time they were concerned about a brain tumor because of the weird combination of my symptoms. Now, this was after I had gone to a lot of doctors. So most of the doctors up till then, like, didn't have answers or they didn't have good answers at least. And then finally, they wanted to do an MRI of my brain because that was the next thing to see what, you know, is there a brain tumor? And so I had to do the waiting for the results from that, which really was not great because anybody who's waiting for any test result in their life, I'm sure can understand if you're waiting to find out the answer of what could potentially be wrong with you. And and especially when it's at that level of a diagnosis, you, you're kind of petrified and you're just sitting there going like, what happened to my life? Like what, you know, if this is or isn't, I don't want it to be, but long story short, I didn't have a brain tumor. The MRI came back fine. It was clear, which was relieving. And I was very happy to that. I didn't have a brain tumor. It didn't answer what was wrong with me. And The number of doctors I had seen leading up to this had been absolutely not helpful at all. I'd seen some doctors that basically straight up told me they didn't believe me that I was having these headaches and these experiences. I had some doctors that were like, oh no, that's normal for people your age. And I was like, that's not normal. None of what I am feeling is normal. I know I'm not normal, but this is not, (laughs) I mean, outside of that, like, What I am physically experiencing with the pain and the nausea and the inability to get up, someone my age, when I was back in college, I was not interested in staying on the floor and not moving. I wanted to go out. I wanted to go to a party. I wanted to see my friends. I wanted to go to work. Like I wanted to do things, not just be on the floor. So it was very frustrating for me. And if you've experienced this, I fully understand. And I'm sorry that you've had to go through that. And it really sucks when you go to different medical professionals and in your life at that stage believe that they are the only answer and they're telling you you're crazy and you're fine and there's nothing wrong with you because their tests can't pick up anything. You, it's very disheartening and it's very upsetting. And I know at that point in my life, I was really losing it because I was like, am I making it up? Am I crazy? Like, what is this? Uh, But I I knew myself and I knew in my heart that this was not normal. I was physically experiencing very not, it sucked. It just, it hurt a lot. And uh, I just didn't know how to deal with, with everything. I have since then gotten control of it largely. Every once in a while I have one that comes through, but I know how to deal with it a lot more effectively now. And it's because of the different experiences and the different techniques I've had to try over my time and the years that I've had this pain and over 
you know, over 10 plus years, <laughs> you, you learn a few things and you figure out what's wrong. I won't go into an interpretation of every single one of the headaches that I had, not that I could ever count them, but I, looking back, could definitely see a pattern where there was more of a spiritual basis, there was more of a energetic basis to these migraines and these headaches, and there was more either something that was, I'm going to call normal, spiritually normal, that might be happening with awakening, but is very confusing to feel physically when you don't know what that's like what exactly is happening. Also, many of the times it was likely exacerbated because it wasn't necessarily the normal process. It was tons of energetic blockages being hit upon and all of that. So there, I'm going to talk about the different techniques you can do in like both a physiological sense as well as a woo, like spiritual sense. (laughs) So bear with me as I go through these here's the reason I'm doing it this way. I could talk to you about all of the spiritual reasons and energetic reasons that you might be experiencing your migraine, but I can guarantee that most people at that moment in time when they're experiencing it don't really care and they just want it to stop. I, I apologize. I don't mean to offend anyone. Someone might care about the spiritual basis at that moment, but if you're having an extremely painful headache, oftentimes you sure want to eventually get to the how do I prevent this from happening in the future and how do I address it better earlier but really like it's it's really nice if someone could just make it stop when you have work and you have classes or you have kids and you have a husband or a wife that you need you that you want to be able to be there for to support and to care for but aren't able to do that because you're experiencing like an awful sensation in your brain. (laughs) And so I'm going to go into some specific strategies for what you can do and some like 3D and 5D ways, but largely like how can you physically do things in the moment to stop the pain? And then over time, I'll introduce some concepts that touch on the spiritual parts, but that will come with time. You have lots of time to work on yourself spiritually and And I encourage you to do so, explore that, and find what works for you. And find yourself, remember who you are, work through all of your blockages and all of the things that you might be struggling with, and learn that you're an amazing person, and all of that. But until you can do all of the work to break through anything that's limiting you, here are some ways that you can handle what you're feeling. And just as a side note, I'm going to go through these different series, uh, maybe by the section of your body. We're going to go through like the whole body, but we're going to start up top with the head today. So this episode is probably just going to be focused on different techniques and things you can do to your actual head. And then we'll go into other regions like neck, torso, legs, feet, all of that later on in the different series, uh, parts of this series. Okay. First off, I am extremely sorry if you are experiencing a headache right now. I know it sucks, as you've already heard. I hope you feel better soon, and I am happy to support you if that is something you're interested in, but I really hope these words will help you at least in some way alleviate the pain or the discomfort. And 
when you when you go about this, I'm giving you lots of different options of things you can try. There are so many different kinds of headaches and the basis of each headache is different, both energetically and physically. And so if you are experiencing one headache versus another, I can't necessarily say one of these types of techniques are going to work better than another very generically because I just, it's, it's so, everyone can be so different. So I'm giving you a variety of techniques to try, try all of them and see what works for you in the moment. If you want to do a session with me, I can work with you more specifically on identifying what exact ones and ways and show you how to, to manipulate things and how to deal with them just more specifically so you're not just blindly trying everything but if you're someone who's just not in a position where you want to do that right now just try all of these and see if if one of them will work for you I mean that's essentially over the course of the many specialists and things I've looked up and things I've studied and whatever I've tried along the way that I've learned all of this so experimenting is definitely one way of of addressing your migraines and headaches and for sure go at it. I mean, take, take your health into your own hands. <laughs> okay. So let's go into number one. We're going to start with a very quickie spiritual one because it's kind of an, it's, it's a very straightforward question that I think anyone should be asking themselves when they're having a headache or a migraine. Is this yours? If you're someone who's an empath, I won't do a ton on this. I'm just going to direct you to another resource. If you're an empath or someone who physically or takes on the feelings of others around them, along with the emotions and everything that people might be experiencing, you might be feeling a headache that is not yours. And you can go, I would highly recommend going and listening to my empath pain management part one, part two series, because those ways will help though. What I talk about in those episodes will help you start to get down to knowing is the pain yours. If you do these clearings and of your space and your, your own energy, you will start to learn what is and is not yours. If the headache is not yours and you're able to clear it energetically with one of those techniques, awesome. Then you're done. <laughs> and that's that's all I'll, I'll really say on that topic for right now. If we're starting from the top of the head going down, the next thing I want to say is you might be someone who is experiencing headache due to either the swelling of some of the tissue around your head or inside of your head in in the vessels inside of your head. Or it potentially could be, um, I, I, I have to do this quick note because I don't want to get too far. If you're experiencing chronic headaches and migraines and you, you're not sure if you're worried, if you're scared, I don't want to deter you from ever going to a doctor. Obviously I had a different experience, so I wasn't able to find help, but I should, I mean, there's like the ethical side of me that wants to say there are a lot of different causes of headaches people. And I'm not trying to scare you. I just want to have informed you. So I've done my due diligence of, of saying, you know, headaches can just be headaches. I mean, 
tons of people around have headaches every single day and they're, they're not, I mean, I mean, they don't require medical treatment immediately, but I just want to have stated that they can be symptoms of other more serious conditions and all of that. And I don't like scaring people. It's just, a, a, it's, it's a note. It's like the little label on a prescription bottle that says like, these things could happen to you. I mean, it doesn't happen to everybody. <laughs> Not as many people have the really serious basis, like a stroke or um, um, or an actual tumor or something like that. Like I didn't have a tumor. I like if you have had a history of headaches, if you're concerned, don't don't overlook anything that seems intuitively important to address. If there is something that you need to be seen for, be seen. Go to the doctor. But also don't overlook the other side of medicine where you have not just the standard practice. Look into some of the, the Eastern medicine. Look into like the acupuncture, uh, more natural medicine-based doctors as well as uh, – uh, yeah. So, uh, so that's it. I just wanted to say like it's, it's possible that someone could have an extreme headache and it's not just a headache and they need treatment. But it for a lot of people, it's often just a really bad headache. <laughs> So if we're talking about the head going down, the top of the head and going into the neck, there's lots of muscles, there's lots of vessels, there's all sorts of stuff that can become inflamed, become tight, become activated. And an easy first step to try, I'm going to say, so there's heat and then there's cold. You know they're the opposite. Like I said, everyone's different. And depending on what the basis of your migraine is, you will maybe benefit from one over the other, just like all of the other stuff I talk about. You can start with ice packs. They are great for some kinds of headaches and migraines. If not to like to uh, completely alleviate the symptoms, it does reduce the symptoms a lot for some people. Some people, it's just so it's far worse, and it requires a lot more than that alone. But you definitely can take uh take an ice pack and put one on your head put one on your the back of your neck same with a heat pack it might be that you your muscles are really tight in those areas and so they will your headache can be alleviated by putting like a little heat pack or a warming blankie or something like that or they have these little um, hand warmers that they actually use for skiing, but I have a ton of them that I keep around to put on different areas. If something's hurting, sometimes it's just a really tight muscle and those are easy to like, just there. You can order them online. You can get them at Costco sometimes during the right season. You can find them in, I think even target or like a hiking store or something. And they're just like air activated heating things they're they're different sizes but the hand ones are kind of small you pull it out you shake it and once it out of the plastic once it's exposed to the air it starts getting warm for like eight hours usually but you can put something like that on a on an area and just kind of like sit there and let it settle in and let the muscles relax a bit you can you can also put one on the top of your head and on your forehead too. So you're just putting, these are just different areas that are more in control of some of the muscles and some of the swelling that might be going on. If you start to work down to your eyes, 
Vision, vision can't, it's interesting. Some people get visual symptoms. Some people don't. If you're getting the visual symptoms, like the aura where you see like the halo or some sort of like distortion where you're getting like the fuzzy circles or something, then you, it's almost like a glare a little bit or something. I, I know it's sound might sound weird, but if you've experienced them, you might know what I'm talking about. If you're getting those sometimes it's, it, it can be scary, first of all, if you haven't experienced them often. What you want to start with is, like, deep breathing and not into your, your chest, but, like, into your stomach. Like, really slow, deep breathing because you're going to try to relax the area. You don't want to have, like, start panicking because that can make it worse and start and kind of turn it into a major migraine very quickly. And if you're experiencing those, it's... I, it, everyone's different. Sometimes there are people who will experience those and they actually kind of lose their vision in those areas. It sounds a little odd, but you also at the same time can see. So it's like while you're experiencing that like little silvery squiggle that's a little bit flashy, it might seem like you you aren't able to see but you actually can it's a very it can be really stressful and concerning so I would recommend like laying down and just kind of taking some deep breaths and take trying to relax before you start to keep doing anything else like with the pressure points and things I'll talk to you about and when you move down so going into your eyes some more there are people who ha- might be getting some migraines and headaches from a lot of eye strain. So if you're someone who works on the computer a lot all day long and you don't really have a chance to take a break, I encourage you to change your job. <laughs> no, this is, sorry. Really, like, seriously, if you just are in a situation where you have to have a lot of screen time where you're staring at a screen a lot, what you might want to do is... First of all, just as a preemptive measure, just go ahead and take breaks every once in a while and force yourself to so you stop ending up in these really painful situations. If you're already in the painful situation, then you can do the ice, but put it on your eyes and you might just need to also have some drops in your eyes. This might sound a little odd, but there are some weird physiologic things that go on when your eyes start to get dry. And it's interesting. So if you have something wrong, not wrong, if you are using your eye muscles a lot, if you think about how your face works, some people can control all sorts of muscles in their face. A lot of the time, many of us can't. And aren't used to using and controlling different muscles in our faces. And so when you are trying to focus on something, you might be using some of the right muscles in your eyes to try to focus in. And, or you might not sometimes because you don't know how to use all of the muscles in your face. When you're trying to target one area for your eyes, say, you might also inadvertently be pulling in other muscle groups around your face. And that might be tightening inappropriately and contributing to some of the pain that you're experiencing. So that's where the ice can sometimes just give that area a break. 
and just relax. And so not just the muscles, but when you start to do a lot of tightening of things, the ice is maybe helping reduce some of the swelling and inflammation that might be building up in the areas if fluid is being trapped because of all of the other muscles that are contracting around so that it's not able to leave the area like it normally would. So the, the ice is usually to reduce the inflammation in those regions. The heat, sometimes you end up needing the heat because you need that to help alleviate the muscle strain and the muscle contraction that's going on. So if you have really tight muscles all over your face, that's going to contribute to your pain because it might be tightening up around different nerves that are running throughout your face and head. So this is where you have to see which works better for you, for your headache. When we talk about... So there's eye strain, then there's, okay, the sinuses and the next one I'm going to talk to you about. So this is like the pressure headache. People can get really bad headaches and it's interesting. I say that some of it might be related to your allergies or your congestion in your sinuses that are building up and it can be. Often people assume that you have to be experiencing symptoms of allergies to have a sinus headache. So if you have congestion, you should also have a runny nose and itchy eyes. And that's not always the case. It's There's like an interesting situation where you might be getting congestion building up in your sinuses and it, and you won't ever have the runny nose or you won't feel anything like drippy in your throat. You won't feel like you're experiencing anything that's allergies so you you might not you might not attribute your headache to the sinus pressure and congestion and there's different ways you can play with the sinus congestion regardless of if it's allergies if it's a spirit whatever it is if there's a blockage here's how you can work with this and sort of know that it really is a sinus headache if you take your fingers, your your index pointing finger, and start to feel around your face, you will notice that, sorry, around your whole face now. Um, if you start to try to follow your cheekbones, that going from right to the right and left of your nose, all the way to your to your ears almost, you can sort of, if you just feel around, you'll feel like a tract that kind of runs underneath your, not immediately underneath your eyes, but maybe like a little ways underneath your eyes to where you might apply some blush. Or if you are someone who blushes a lot naturally, then wear, if you're, if you're a girl, I guess, if you wear blush. Um, but just in general, just follow your cheekbones from essentially the side of your nose, both sides, and then all the way around to your ears. You'll feel around, you'll eventually feel like a divot or a path. And those are your, those are some large portions of your sinus cavities. And there's a whole elaborate space that it fills up. So if you Google sinus cavities, you'll see a picture and it's, it's like whole like room full of these turbinates and different bones and things that air flows through before it, you know, before you, it gets, gets to you officially, like to actually has to go through all these little areas and tunnels in your nose to actually get into you and into your lungs. So in these areas, 
you may feel a lot of pain if you're having a sinus pressure type of a headache. And if you just put, a, just kind of keep doing that and feeling it out and identifying where those areas are, if you're someone who does not want to take any medication, you can definitely try putting pressure throughout with your fingers, just like one or two fingers working uh, from the nose all the way down to your, or down to the sides to your ears. And what you're essentially doing is you're just trying to help get some of the, the move some of the fluid and stuff that's stuck in there so that it can like just get out. And as it leaves, you will start, you will reduce some of the pressure in your head. If that's not enough, then what you will want, the other area you want to go to. So not just the area underneath your eyes and on the sides of your nose, there's, there's an interesting spot that is almost like the bone where your eyebrows are. If you were to stick your both your index fingers like straight up in front of your face and look at where you're and have them like going pointing straight up to the sky, if you go and and just straight into your head and touch the areas of your where your eyebrows are starting and feel around that area, you're gonna feel another like almost slight divot on both sides, and that's another aspect and part of your sinus cavity. And if you follow that along your eyebrow, underneath your eyebrow, or depending on how your eyebrows are shaped, just feel around your eyebrows. <laughs> and you're going to also do some pressure points through that region. And that will help stimulate some of the movement of the fluid in that area so that it can leave and you can reduce the pressure and then reduce the headache. If that is not enough, and I'll be honest, that's not always enough for me. I don't want to force anyone to take medication, obviously, so I'm trying to give you some different options. If you're someone who is okay with the little neti pots, because that's another natural option that you can go with is just water and salt. And they have like the natural no preservative ones too. That's a good way to flush stuff out. And that's, you know, physically flushing it out. Also, remember water is cleansing and clearing. And so maybe if you have just released some major blockage, you've worked through a problem or some sort of a hurdle in your life and, and you've like reclaimed that part of yourself because of it, in the process, you might release something. So you might be physically experiencing this congestion because it's just your body trying to get rid of the, it's just, it's kind of purging that stuff that you're done with now. Whatever it might be, if it's allergies or if it's per whatever, energetic release. Either way, it's going to cause discomfort in your head. So try using the nasal rinses. They have like the Neil Medi, I think. There's tons of different ones. But I think that one has like a, a natural like preservative-free version of their, their salt packets. Do yourself a favor when you try these nasal rinses if you're not already used to them. Use a bottle of distilled water. Just get like a big gallon of the distilled water to mix the packets of salt into and then put that into your nose. It's, it's amazing how sometimes you think the water that you drink is clean and safe. It's just there's different little bacteria and fungus and different things that can get in there. And it might be safe to drink, but if you were to stick it in your nose, you could end up with an infection. So that'll make it worse. <laughs> 
just use the distilled water if you don't have that then boil some water and once it cools down then you know add it to the bottle and mix it with the salt and then put that in your nose and you want to like spray a lot like I mean you're gonna be it's just like a stream of water that goes into your nose don't get too scared be just be ready for some weird feelings if you've never done it before it can definitely be uncomfortable initially and I I was a little concerned the first time I tried it and do it over a sink because I definitely made a mess the first couple times I did this because I wasn't used to how it worked. <laughs> but you want to like, if you stick it in one nostril, you're going to squeeze that like fluid in the salt water solution through till it starts coming out of the other nostril. Then, you know, you've like kind of made a full circle. You've gone all the way through your sinus passages. You may not get that the first times you do it. Either you're just not used to how to physically maneuver it, or you might have so much stuff in your nose that you didn't even, you weren't even aware of. <laughs> so that's a, that's another really good, more natural way of clearing your sinus pressure. There's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking some medicinal help if need be. I'm sure there's like herbal ways. I don't actually know. I have a lot of respect for the herbal field. And if I come across some good suggestions for you, I will give them to you. But right now I'm more limited to some of the pharmacologic options for the congestion. So if you are experiencing traditional allergies, the two things you may want to be taking are some sort of an antihistamine. Be aware if you're not someone who's used to doing this, things like uh, Benadryl are, are the type of antihistamine that will make you sleepy or drowsy. So only take that at night unless you don't have anything to do and you don't mind sleeping for a lot during the day. <laughs> but if you, so if you're going to do an antihistamine, choose one that says non-drowsy so that you don't feel tired all day long. I completely understand you're going to have some people who take that and they may actually still feel a little tired. When I wasn't used to taking these medications, my body definitely was starting to feel tired even with the non-drowsy formula because the way it works is it's it's an antihistamine so it's blocking histamine's action histamine keeps you awake normally histamine binding to its own receptor that keeps you awake so your antihistamine but it does other things too so histamine's responsible for alertness it's also responsible for the release of different things during an allergic reaction it's also responsible for your acid production in your stomach and there's different receptors and the different receptors work in different ways so you'll have certain you'll see that the way certain anti and acid or acid reducing medications work is they're working on the receptors in your stomach then that's different though than the histamine receptors that might be related to you being alert and awake so those are going to be more and then the type of histamines that might be released during an allergic reaction some of the medications aren't specific some of them are to the specific functions but just it's just a side note so if you aren't sure why I'm telling you to take an antihistamine it's pick one that you feel like doesn't negatively affect you much but it's very there's so many different kinds so try different brands to see what you are less sensitive to the negative parts but also getting the relief that you need so the antihistamine is what you want to take 
for some of the allergy symptoms, that's going to reduce the amount of additional fluid buildup. I, so I'm trying to think about this energetically speaking. In some ways, maybe you don't want to take the antihistamine. If you're experiencing really bad symptoms, just take the antihistamine. (laughs) But what you can consider doing if you don't want to take that antihistamine, at least be also taking a decongestant or at least take it if you're not going to take the other one. The decongestant works differently. So what you can find that's on a shelf a lot of times is called phenylephrine. Phenylephrine is just the generic name of an over-the-counter medication that works as a decongestant. The one that works extremely well that used to be over-the-counter but no longer is, and it, it, it just... it really threw me because I went to the store one day and I was like, wow, this medication really works amazing. And the next time I went, I was like, it's not doing anything. Like, why isn't it working? And that was because that was when they switched this particular medication to, to being required to get from a pharmacy. You don't need a prescription, but you do have to get it from the pharmacist, like behind the counter. It's called pseudofedrin. So pseudofedrin, it became... Some of you may know this. It became like some component of a, that's used to make other drugs. The people were abusing it, getting tons of it, and just using it for the drug. The, maybe it's meth. I can't remember. Don't do it. Like, I mean, don't, don't, don't make meth with it. <laughs> but definitely take it if you're feeling congested. <laughs> Uh, there's different brands. There's, there's like ones that are combined with Advil. So I'll call it Advil cold and sinus. It's just Advil plus the decongestant and there's other ones where you'll find like the antihistamine plus the decongestant so you're like claritin d your zyrtec d the d stands for the decongestant and that's if it's behind the counter it's the pseudofedrin the ones you can just get over the counter for me personally don't work as well but i i just swear by the like if you get the standard Sudafed, Sudafedrin behind the counter from the pharmacist, that works extremely well for very congested sinuses. And at the very least, you'll be constantly helping release and and allow that fluid to leave. So say you don't want to take the antihistamine because you, even the non-drazi one, you're super sensitive to it, then you can take the Sudafedrin and it will really help clear out those sinuses and even though you might be still producing more mucus and more of the liquid that will be coming out too at least you're not getting that pressure build up that you might have the itchy eyes and stuff but you won't have that pressure build up behind your sinuses that are causing that headache and they and so pseudofedrin just as a side note it does have activity that can be very like much like a stimulant so if you are someone who's very sensitive to to stimulants like caffeine or just you might be someone who's specifically sensitive to pseudofedrin, it's not uncommon, uh, you are either going to want to be really careful with the timing of when you take it, so only earlier in the day potentially, or just stick with the over-the-counter phenylephrine. Or if you... If you, if you, you might not be affected at all. For example, me... I still pass out and go to sleep at night. Like, I'm out. I could just... I, even if I've taken it not that long before I go to bed, I'm out. They have different versions. They have, like, the 12-hour and 24-hour version, too. And then they have these little red tablets that are, like, individual 
individually wrapped and everything and they're a very small dose of the overall amount you would be getting with these uh, longer acting ones. But if you're someone who's working a really long day, say you work around a lot of animals or if you're out in the garden a lot or whatever is causing or maybe potentially contributing to your allergies or the congestion or the pressure, whatever it is. Like if you just want to have longer relief all day long, you can do the 12 or the 24 hour ones. And as long as it's not keeping you up at night, you can stick with that or switch to one of the lower dose ones. These are things you can get them from like the Costco pharmacy. They probably have one of the cheapest. If you go to the pharmacist, you're only allowed to get a certain amount over the course of a month. So just be aware of that and make sure you take your license with you because they require a license to buy the, any, anything that contains pseudofedrin. So if you get the, like the Claritin D, or if you want to get the Advil cold and sinus that has the pseudofedrin, anything that contains it, you have to take your license in cause it's like a requirement. Uh, okay. Very 3d stuff here. <laughs> uh, but okay. So anyways, this is how you deal to some extent with the, the sinus pressure headaches, the ice and the, and, or the, usually with, with, if it's truly a congestion based headache, having like a little heat pack on your face and your he- forehead and your over like make sure you can breathe, but like, I mean like over your nose and your sinuses on your cheeks, it will, you'll find some relief from that just because it relaxes the airways and some of the things that are contracting that are not allowing the fluid to leave. Uh, oh, of course. How could I forget humming? Humming. If you have sinus pressure and congestion, try humming. (laughs) I'm not going to talk to you a ton about humming right now, but I encourage you to go listen to my episode on COVID and humming and if humming might benefit any of the potential symptoms you might have from COVID or early stages of COVID. Check out that episode and practice humming. Honestly, it's very effective. I found it to be very effective if you do it correctly the way I described. And this is more like a sound vibrational type of healing method. There's other things you can do with tuning forks and different things. I won't go into a ton right now with that and overwhelm you with all the sound and vibration healing stuff. But definitely listen to that episode and try it. Others have actually tried it. And thank you so much for giving me feedback. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. Because when other people have also tried this who have had sinus conditions and they have found relief through the humming as well. And it's a very easy, natural way that requires no medication and barely anything on your part besides just humming for like five minutes. And why not try? (laughs) It's a simple thing to do. Uh, Let's see. What else can I tell you? Oh, I think I already mentioned this, but if you're someone with the sinus headaches, the pressure headaches, you likely also or may also have experienced the dizziness and the car sickness, kind of feeling like you've been thrown or slung around in the back of a car that's been driving down a windy road. And it just... It's part of because some of that is um, related to your your fluid in your ears and the, your sinuses and just like the balance getting disrupted and it causes your brain to process things differently and some of the interpretation ends up coming out as a physical experience of dizziness and nausea. 
So if you're getting those symptoms too, there's a good chance you have a pressure headache. Uh, what is this? What else is there? Oh, I must, I can't forget this. I will try not to do too much more. I think I'll, I'll, I'll keep this as the last thing for now. Jaw tightness. Your jaw, your jaw muscles work a lot. If you're someone who's an empath and you're taking a lot of energy on and things from people around you, or if you're just someone, let's just keep it very basic. You're someone who grinds their teeth at night. Maybe you don't know you grind your teeth at night. If you're very stressed out all the time, if you're, if you're like angry, if you're going through a lot of emotions, whatever it might be, people have a tendency to, to clench their jaws. And some of your headaches can largely be because of the tightness in your jaw muscles. What, again, a lot of pain that you might feel is because it's either because of swelling in that area, or it might be because of muscles that are tightening and contracting around a lot of different nerve bundles. And that is essentially be conveying to you, like you're getting the sensation of extreme sharp pain, or maybe it may not be sharp. It might be a dull, like throbbing pain, but it's coming from weird signals that nerves in your body are sending back to you because of some activity you might be doing. So in this case, the clenching of the jaw would be potentially tightening muscles around nerves, telling you to, that you're feeling pain in your head and you are feeling, I'm not, I don't mean to say, make it sound like you're not, and this is all like in your, it's in your head. It is in your head. (laughs) Sorry, not funny, but if it's in your head, I didn't even mean to do that. (laughs) It, It is in your head. You are physically experiencing it. It's not like just this like thought of pain. It's really like physical pain. I'm just meaning the signals are being sent to your brain to tell you that you should be, you are experiencing physical pain. And when you, so here's a few quickie ways to deal with that. If some amount of this is due to teeth grinding. Now, obviously it would be wonderful if we could get at the root cause of your teeth grinding or the emotions that are causing you to clench your jaw or the anxiety and anger that you might be experiencing when you're cleansing your jaw. At least in the short term, I strongly recommend going out and getting one of those night guards that you can, you can get one from your dentist, but I'm not saying that's the first place you have to go. Those can be like three and $500 to get the custom ones. They're very nice and they fit really well, but there are some really good other options that are like 20 bucks or 15 bucks or like 30 bucks at, at Target or something where you can just try it out and see if you're even interested in entertaining another option. Some people just chew right through those. I've experienced times in my life where I definitely did like chew right through them. It was just a lot of teeth grinding. I, and so then I knew I definitely was grinding my teeth. But, you know, I mean, at least it helped alleviate my pain for periods of time and it worked really well. And, and as I got more and more control over the other issues that were causing it, I didn't bite through it as much and I didn't require like the heavier ones from the dentist and I could just manage it on my own. And what those were, I think I eventually will try to put a note somewhere that tells you which ones are 
tend to be better, but I prefer and have, I've tried different ones. I really like the ones where you mold it yourself and you make it kind of custom to you. So those ones are ones where you're going to have instructions to like boil it and then pull it out, run it under water and like put it in your mouth and just like fit it in. I find those to fit the best and be the most comfortable. I really have had bad experiences with some of the other ones that are like fits all like universal fit. A lot of people have different fitting mouths. Trust me, <laughs> I, I, but see what works for you. If you want to try it, at least try something to see if, if you don't know that you're grinding your teeth. Also ask your, whoever's around you, they might know and be able to tell you, yeah, you are definitely grinding your teeth and which guys try wearing a night guard. It'll definitely spare you. Usually they go on like one so set of teeth. So mine will go on my upper teeth only. So you don't have to have like a whole, a ton of stuff in your mouth, but at least it'll help some. Uh, and then the last thing I'm going to tell you on that, because I don't want to hold you guys for too long, is the one of the awesome ways you can deal with the jaw pain or the jaw tightness is if you take your fingers, take a couple of fingers, follow your top jaw, or you can even start, if so, either follow along your cheekbones all the way closer to your ear or start at your ear, like the ear lobe, and then work your way into your face a little bit. If you feel around, you're going to feel where your jaw is connected. And there's going to be like a little muscle ball there. And oftentimes when you're someone experiencing headaches because of the jaw tightness, you're going to, it's going to hurt a lot. But if you are just patient with yourself or have a significant other or a friend or someone who you don't mind touching your face, (laughs) don't touch it. If you have COVID, if you have COVID, don't touch people's faces. But you more specifically and how to do this and fine-tune it but um what I wanted to say was sorry if you if you're experience if you're someone who is experiencing if you're uh I apologize I thought it cut out for a minute if you're experiencing the jaw the jaw pressure type headaches from the tightness of your jaws then massage that area like crazy and just hold it. You're literally going to put some pressure in that area. It's going to hurt like hell and hurt a lot. Some people get pains that shoot into their eyes. Some people get pains that shoot into their nose, the rest of their face, other parts of their head. It's a very weird sensation, but it's not bad. It's good. It's you're releasing the pain. You're releasing the, you might even be releasing energy. I'm not going to go a ton into like what you're releasing, but it's a very weird sensation and it feels extremely painful in the beginning. But as you get used to releasing that, like if you hold it for a while until it stops hurting, eventually it stops hurting. It could take a long time, but it will feel so, you'll feel so much release and so much alleviation of some of the pain from your headache, if not all of it. Again, everyone's different. There are so many other types of headaches and different areas of release that I'm going to talk to you about on next like parts and sections of this series but these are just some to get you started and I hope maybe alleviate some of your pain I'm really I have found the jaw tightness issue to be a big problem for a lot of people 
I, I know that it, even if you aren't experiencing headaches, this is something to try because it's, it's often like a source of strain that you aren't even aware of that is like painful. And so just put pressure on that like weird little ball of muscle around your jaw. There's just certain, there's tons of nerves that are running around that area that are getting really confused and fried because those muscles are tight. So just try it out. And definitely send me a message if you're interested. If you want to do a session with me, send me a message on Instagram, AOE underscore angel on earth, and we can book something and or look out for future episodes so that you can learn more. Love you lots. Bye.